Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here, benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Our guest this episode is Chuck Hector, Chief Revenue Officer for PAPA. PAPA is Allstate's newest service, flexible family care support provided by PAPA providing backup, respite care, and employee caregiver support to all benefit-eligible employees. But before we get started, here's an overview of today's discussion. We're going to talk about what PAPA is, uh, what the need was in the market that they decided to address, stats behind why it's important, the service that they're providing, examples of how the service works, who can utilize it, some success stories, and overall cost. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and meet Chuck Hector. Um, Hey, Chuck, thanks for joining us today. And if you don't mind, let's start with a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Thanks a ton. It's great to be here. And hello, everyone. I'm Chuck Hector, Chief Revenue Officer of uh, Miami, Florida-based PAPA. Um, I've been in the health benefits space for 30 years now. Um, working in various capacities um, over the benefit delivery spectrum in behavioral health, wellness, uh, telehealth, and now companion care. So I'm uh, really excited to be able to uh, talk to all of you uh, today. That's awesome, Chuck. Are you a Miami native or where are you from originally? I'm originally from Chicago. I moved down here a year and a half ago during the pandemic for some warm weather and to be closer to headquarters in Miami. That's awesome. And hopefully you survived the recent hurricanes okay. Yes, they totally missed me. <laughs> right on. I can't tell you how many people that I met who have recently moved to South Florida. And I kid you not, it was like they moved to South Florida and then bam, hurricane. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later and then bam, another hurricane. And it's been quite the yeah. uh, introduction to the state. Yep. You got to take them very seriously. But When they miss you, you feel good, but you feel bad for the people that got hit too. The whole state is definitely grieving. No winning, right? No winning. No winning at all. Yeah. Um, Well, I'm glad you were safe and uh, I look forward to learning more about PAPA. So why don't we just jump right in? Chuck, if you don't mind, could you just give us an overview of what PAPA is? Yeah, sure. PAPA is, uh, you know, very fast up and coming uh, curated companionship platform. So we have about 48,000 what we call Papa Pals. Uh, these are professionally nice people. Um, these are companions, helpers that are in, in your neighborhood uh, across 50 states uh, in the United States. And we're opening up Puerto Rico on January 1st. Um, these helpers are uh, trained and background checked and insured and HIPAA certified to go into the home and to help people with unmet needs, whether that's uh, taking care of a loved one, a child, or uh, an elderly relative, whether it's helping you um, as the primary accessor of the benefit. If you need help with your errands list or light house help around the house, they can be incredibly great for that. Um, today, we work with uh, over 100 uh, plan administrators uh, like Cigna, Aetna, United. And um, on the benefits front, we work with Allstate um, in a rather exclusive capacity. So we're excited to be able to expand with them across the U.S. with our our companion service for uh, employee benefits. Yeah, Chuck, I I had met with Allstate recently and they were telling me about the services that you guys were provided, which is largely one of the reasons we wanted to get you on here. And it's funny because, you know, as I was listening to them describe it, we'll get into this more. 
all I could think was, I was like, man, this, this, these guys figured out how to Uberfy basically things that are necessary to different family members who, who are just living out in whatever community. Um, and it's really quite, quite interesting. Um, but before we kind of delve a little deeper into the service, um, you gave us a great high level. I'm just curious. I, I feel like there might be a story behind the name Papa. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit how you guys came up with that name? Uh, sure. Well, you know, our our founder and original ideator, Andrew Parker, is uh, is is really a truthfully a genius. So uh, he was um, trying to get some help for his grandfather, who didn't need home care, didn't need any clinical services. He needed a ride to the post office. He needed to go to the barber. He needed to pick up groceries and medications. So he needed access to services that literally didn't exist. You either needed home care or you needed Uber. There was really nothing in between. And what he did was he uh, took to Facebook and started experimenting with some requests to his network to find if he could get a helper for his grandfather. And he wound up getting an overwhelming response. And uh, so he, found, he, he wound up uh, identifying a female who, uh, who spoke um, uh, the native Spanish and Andrew's grandfather spoke and they spent uh, the next two years together and she helped him with all the things that I described. And Andrew effectively discovered um, a new type of care that, that just didn't exist. And since then, I've heard from no fewer than 100 people that, that have said, oh, that makes so much sense. It's so obvious. Why didn't I think of that? Well, Andrew did and, uh, and, and he put it to work quickly. And uh, now we're well on our way to you know, curing loneliness and helping millions of people across the U.S. Yeah, I mean it's super cool. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna make a quick assumption here. You guys are app based or or website based or both? Yes. So we we have uh, an app and obviously a, a native website. Um, they're able to access uh, primarily through those means, but also through our call center. We have a very significant uh, contact center presence uh, where people can call in and actually you know have a white glove experience, selecting their Papa Pal, picking their time and uh, selecting the task list for what they want the Papa Pal to do once they arrive at their home. Well, I mean, so I'm super intrigued and I, I'm trying to, I want to make sure I'm bringing the listeners along like as we go. And I think everyone can start to imagine what we're talking about here, right? Like, it's almost like you go into your phone and you're like, hey, I need assistance for this person on this day at this time for the following service. Um, but that being said, I mean, clearly this came out of a need, right? For, for somebody to get help. Um, you kind of hit on that when you started to talk about your, your founder and the person who came up with the idea of this. I mean, tell me more about the need behind creating Papa. What, you know, can you give us a little more insights there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so when you think of Papa and, and I mentioned that, you know, this was filling a, a you know, a service gap that, that didn't currently have a solution. This is really social non-medical support. So as Andrew struggled to find the right type of support, for his grandfather, who he called Papa, um, he saw that this gap was really frustrating because there was home care workers who wanted to help him, but they were very expensive and they had to work uh, sometimes 25 or 30 hours a week minimally. And it became uh, financially um, you know, difficult for Andrew to commit to spending that amount of money when his grandfather only needed about five hours a week. So he saw that you know, what in, what in effect we were doing is we were addressing the, the social needs of his grandfather, not so much the clinical needs of his grandfather, but because we were addressing the social needs, 
he was able to get to doctor's appointments on time. He was picking up his meds. He had uh, ample food in his refrigerator. And he was, uh, his mood was generally more positive and, uh, and, and, and thinking about the future in a very positive, uh, dynamic way, as opposed to sitting on his couch wondering how he was going to get to the drugstore. Yeah. So Chuck, I mean, right out the gate, right? Like the, the benefits are pretty, pretty evident for say a retiree or somebody who's especially living alone. Um, but then I think about the worker, right. And I, and I can't help but wonder, you know, if you guys have any stats, like on average, how many hours of absenteeism are created, you know, from employees having caregiving duties or something associated with that. And, you know, how are you helping, people within the working world and, and or the companies that sponsor this? Yeah, I mean, it's so there's a lot of data out there on this. And what I would tell you is that it's all understated. Here's why, especially coming out of the pandemic, what we realized is that, that uh, people's behaviors and commitments to their family were, were actually taking precedence in some cases over work. I know that in Chicago, I was sneaking away to have two and a half, three hour lunches with my mother during the pandemic after my father passed away and i didn't tell andrew sure. fortunately i'm a high performer and i work you know plenty of hours in a day but to somebody who's essential to a business leaving for a three or four hour lunch can be really disruptive especially if you're not you're not telling your, your supervisor about it so the, the point is we don't want to put them in that in that position we know that u.s businesses lose 44 billion dollars a year from absenteeism like the absenteeism that i was causing um, at work. We know that 80% of employees feel distracted by caregiving duties. And when I was young, um, the, the big topic was the sandwich generation. And I was typically somebody who had kids and parents, and they were caring for themselves. They felt squeezed in the sandwich type scenario where any, any direction they looked in, uh, they were having to provide caregiving duties. The belief is that Papa will alleviate this significantly. Now, instead of me having to leave my desk and go see my mom, maybe two of those three days of the week, I can deploy a Papa pal who will bridge that emotional uh, gap that, that my mother has living alone now after being married for 60 years. I'm able to provide her an on-demand service where I can remain at work and uh, be with her one day a week as opposed to three. Yeah. And I guess the thing, you know, you talk about stats being understated. I mean, like here's an example of something that's probably not necessarily tracked, but, and maybe it is through, uh, you know, when, when employees are leaving and those assessments are done by HR, but I, you almost wonder how many employees actually, yes, there's the being a taken away from work in order to help, right? Then there's the employee that's like, okay, this is happening so frequently and it's creating so much stress for me within my job. I'm just going to quit. And, you know, how many employees actually resigned during COVID in order to take care of family members? Um, and what were the staffing costs and the recruiting costs and the onboarding and training costs that were then, you know, basically borne by that circumstance that the employers now had to essentially figure out? And I know personally, I, that cost is great because you're, you know, it's creating a lot of additional work for a lot of people. Um, so, you know, that's, those are the people who, who, who didn't, weren't able to man, manage through it, so to speak. And their way of managing through it was to say, well, I just, I can't, I'll have to do one or the other. Um, so yeah, you know, there's no, no telling how deep it really goes into your budget. Um, 
And uh, so I did definitely think it's a great service. You know, how about uh, obviously a big topic right now, especially post COVID is mental health uh, and well-being. And I'm just curious, you know, how do you see mental health and well-being affected from caregiving uh, and the services Papa provides? Well, you know, mental health is, um, you know, arguably at an epidemic level in our country in and of itself, right? We're coming out of a pandemic where the country in effect stopped moving for two years and, um, and, and the, the, the stress and anxiety associated with that magnifies any underlying behavioral health or depressive core morbidity. So we know that everything has gotten worse with the pandemic. You have seniors who are told they can't leave their home. Uh, you have employees who are used to going to work and um, having a you know a camaraderie with their colleagues are now staying at home and they're working from home. Some of that has lifted, but what we're left with essentially is the wake of kind of this magnification of behavioral health stressors and things that in effect push you uh, to to the limit of where you have to have help and you can no longer function. And I think what, where we're coming in and seeing the opportunity to be a relief valve is to say, look, we know you're caring for six to eight people in your orbit, kids, spouse, and then parents or grandparents. And we have some millennials who are caring for two generations of family members above them. And it becomes very challenging to also focus in on your work. So we we have the case of, of Tonya Martin, for example, this was written up in the New York Times about one year ago, a story that we did not contribute to. But independently, the New York Times looked at Tonya Martin, an airline employee in, uh, at LAX, Los Angeles International Airport in LA. And she was a flight mechanic who had very specialized skill working on a certain Pratt & Whitney engine. And so her grandfather had uh, end-stage renal disease, and he needed dialysis three days a week. She, had a, she was a single mom with a 10-year-old son, she could no longer work. She wanted to take care of her grandfather. She resigned from her airline job and was planning to move in with her son and live off of her grandfather's social security. She saw Andrew Parker on an affiliate that night and uh, signed up for two Papa Pals. She worked so well that she withdrew her resignation. She continues to work today. So taking a female out of the workforce is very bad. Having somebody move a dependent child in and have them living off of social security, very bad. So we're course correcting a lot of this stuff only because we're providing access to neighborhood helpers who can come in a few hours a week and really bridge a gap that if not for us is inexorable to many of these people. Yeah. You know, the other piece of it that I love is just giving people work, meaningful work, you know, opening up the opportunities for people, you know, cause you never know, like nowadays, um, you know, you could have somebody who's retired, who's, who's like, man, I, I, I don't want a full-time job, but I'm happy to help people. And I've got a certain skill set, you know, especially like I think about my dad, like super crafty guy, right? Like may, likes to build things, whatever. And, you know, if somebody meets the criteria for, you know, a certain business type, right. And he's like, you know what, I'll put my name on here. I'll, I'll be a part of this process. And I'll take, I, I'm assuming they can take on as much work as they want to as a part of being a part of the program. I don't know, but yeah. uh, it, it, it opens up the door for a lot of opportunities for people to contrib- contribute within society in different ways when they have a more flexible environment uh, to, co- you know, to contribute. Yeah, we're, you know, we're really kind of a, 
natural augmentation of the classic volunteer program, right? Um, and although volunteer yeah. programs are great and they make us feel good, um, you know, if you get busy, the first thing you're going to cut is your volunteer work. Whereas people who want to go right. out and work and earn some money to supplement their income or to stay busy. My wife is a retired emergency room nurse and she does visits uh, through the PAL app a great couple skill. of times a month just to stay fresh. And she's not providing clinical yeah. services, but we have a range of people you know, who love the work they do at Papa. My friend, Steve Orbeck in Chicago, Illinois, uh, managed a true value hardware store for 25 years. And every day he was complaining about it, the long hours, the customers. And he said, can I try Papa and do something different? Now he's doing Papa full time up to 20 hours a week. And uh, he's working with the Asian community in suburban Chicago. And he's created a niche for himself. And it's allowed him to kind of reinvent his own franchise, so to speak. So we're a three-sided marketplace with respect to our work with the employer, with the employees and their dependents, and also the Papa Pals. All three have to be happy and have to derive some value out of those transactions. And we've really cracked the code on that. Chuck, that's great. So you mentioned that you know Papa is not uh, providing uh, clinical services. So you know let's let's uh, let's paint with a more fine brush for the listeners. Can you give us some examples of what types of things Papa can help with? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, right out of the gate, I'm going to start with something we can help with, where we, we do not put our hands on the member. So we don't do anything clinically oriented. We are not there to advise on medications or health decisions specifically. We're there, kind of our, our, our initial um, you know, mantra was that we're grandkids on demand. So everything a grandkid could do, we can do. We go into the home and uh, we can help correct fall hazards. We can change light bulbs that are burned out, batteries and smoke detectors uh, that don't work. We can take people anywhere in the community, local short hop travel to the store, pharmacy, friend's house, doctor's appointment, pet store to get new supplies for your parakeet. Um, we can do light house help. Papa is not for, you know, deep cleaning or, you know, remediating mold, but we're there to help clean the kitchen and pick up and organize and make sure people are feeling good about themselves and not living uh, necessarily with the inability to clean their own kitchen or sweep out their garage. We can walk dogs and, and, and take care of pets. Um, you know, we can help arrange uh, holiday decorations and, and talk to people about memories. Um, get out a photo album, help them create a digital photo album, talk about uh, the good old days. And, and with kids, we're there to help them when they get home from school, make sure they do their homework, um, play with them in the yard, entertain them while the parents are doing Zoom meetings or preoccupied elsewhere. Or we're also used very extensively for childcare to come and take care of the classic honeydew list on the weekends so the parents can spend more time with their kids while the pal is out you know, doing the errands that are necessary for the family. So there's a broad spectrum of you know, just very helpful tasks that the, the PAL can complete. Very cool. And, you know, I, as I think about kind of what it is, that, that was very helpful. When we talk about the who, you know, who can utilize PAPA or, or how can it be used in the employer space? Could you elaborate on that for us? Yeah, 100%. So, you know, while the pandemic was unfolding, the, the genesis for our ambition you know, in the in the employer health space was really employers coming to us saying, hey, can Papa Pals, is this available for employees? Uh, we got about 10 calls in a row before we finally convened a task force and, and, and set the wheels in motion. Um, 
you know, when we built the product, you know, Andrew and I come from, you know, the, the, the managed care space, working with health plans and hospital systems, you know, for the last 10 years. What we didn't want was a high barrier to entry for somebody to be able to use this. It's not insurance. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to need medications. There's no, like, you know, special consideration for you to have access to the service. You can start using it day one. So the beauty is all states' clients who uh, are, are you know, have the program made available to them, the employees can start using it the next day. Um, and, and it's so utilitarian uh, because it's for everybody. Everybody should need a PAL at least once throughout the year, in my opinion, if not more frequently. I had an ankle surgery and had two PALs um, coming over to my house on a rotation for two months. I was non-weight-bearing and I needed help. So there's there's such a long um, breadth of, of, of potential use cases for the service, but you don't need to apply for anything. There's no pre-authorization. You don't have to be sick or infirm to be able to use it. You just have to be a human being who needs a little bit of help from time to time. That's pretty cool. And for most of you out there, you wouldn't know this, but if you're an employer or an HR uh, specialist or CFO, and you're just thinking about your place of employment or even the president of the company, um, the, the way I understand it is, is if you are deploying all state products, uh, some of the, you know, if you, if they come to you today and they're like, Hey, we've got these products and you decide to deploy those as a part of your open enrollment for your voluntary benefits. Um, essentially you Papa comes with that because you're deploying those products within your place of employment. All of your employees then have access to this service, which is actually very, very clever um, to the team over there at Allstate for, for working with Papa to get that done. Um, you know, and, and just to make sure that we clarify this, um, Chuck did a great job of articulating some of the services that uh, are provided. And I, I was going to ask, you know, because most people, when they when they hear about caregiving, it, you know, they think elder elder care. And clearly, some of the things that you elaborated on extend far beyond just elder care, which I think is pretty cool. So we probably don't need to go into too much detail there, as you already you did a pretty good job, Chuck, with that. Um, do you have any su success stories from Papa that you can share outside of kind of what you've already told us? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot. I mean, we've had um, members who haven't had a, a physical uh, for 20 years. We had a case like this a few weeks ago and um, we got in and had a visit uh, with her, um, our Papa pal, Ashley, and it was our member, Julie. And she just had an aversion to doctors and felt that she would avoid it rather than engage. And, and, and actually, Ashley convinced her uh, to have her first primary care visit in 20 years. And then when they took her in, they discovered an early, uh, early indicators of melanoma. And they were able to address that quickly and easily and without a lot of complication. And I'll tell you, Julie has a new perspective on healthcare. We have Donnie, a blind uh, Papa member, who told us that the Papa pal he visits with brings light into his life. And he really looks forward to every next visit. And he appreciates that he gets assisted walking so that he can still get around town and not feel like his uh, he's taking his life into his own hands every time he walks down the street. We have Ingrid, a Papa member who moved away from her family before the pandemic, and she's been able to stay connected to the outside world and manage her fibromyalgia uh, and mobility issues with the help of her Papa pal. And so you hear these stories every day. We had a, a, a young Medicaid uh, member, a husband, 
and his son, who their their mother and wife had been committed to the intensive care unit with an extreme case of COVID. And we had two Papa pals bridging the next 45 days for them because they were basically without a mother and without a family leader. And so we really step in, you know, periodically um, to bridge these, you know, kind of gaps that these families have. And it's a magical experience when we're successful. That's awesome. Well, so we've kind of talked about the service as far as what it is and who it serves. Um, and it sounds great, Chuck. Uh, I have two remaining questions, and one of them is just cost. Can we talk about the costs associated with this service? Yeah, I mean, so uh, there is no out-of-pocket cost uh, for uh, the employees or their dependents whatsoever. Um, it's, you know, a uh, fully insured proposition for them as uh, arranged by Allstate. So the uh, employees and their dependents have access to the benefit. Uh, through the app or through the call center, and they don't need to worry about cost, which is another one of the things that we made sure to care for because our surveying two years ago found that other online networks, you could pick somebody to help you, but you still had to do a background check on them and negotiate fees. And that was the number one frustration of a lot of these members. So we have removed both of those barriers in our relationship with Allstate. That's awesome. And, you know, the last thing that I, I kind of leave Chuck for anybody who we bring on is really, you know, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the two important things are this. Um, the neighborhood babysitter, as we knew it, is all but dead. Um, that, that function is gone. Parents don't want their kids in other people's homes, potentially contracting the, a virus or a variant. And I think that the, the pandemic has, has really uh, been the dagger in the, in the neighborhood sitter. And um, when we think of the senior population, it's set to double by 2050. And we don't have enough people to care for these individuals. In fact, home care has been shrinking in size. Um, so there's some pretty alarming statistics out there. How do we bridge these gaps on into the future of time. And if we don't start now with uh, creative and innovative solutions like PAPA, we're gonna be stuck with uh, tens of millions of people who have nobody checking in on them and are not able to help them. Um, so, you know, again, hats off to Allstate for having the, the perseverance and the, 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 the wherewithal in their business models to add uh, such an effective and creative solution. And we're, we're so proud to be aligned with them in this regard. Well, Chuck, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on today. You got it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners out there. You know, if anybody has any questions after hearing about Papa today, please contact us or look for information on our homepage at www.fbmc.com. And remember, you can find us and subscribe on any podcast app. Thanks and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.